Today on the Podcast Review Show, we're taking a look at beer with an engineer. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. This is where we bring people on and we listen to their show and then we say, hey, this is what you're doing really good. And this other stuff might need a little polish. With me, as always, you might know him from the podcasttalentcoach.com website. It's the one and only Eric K. Johnson. How's it going, buddy? Hey, Dave. I am well. Glad to get back at it. And uh, yeah, we've been off. It's a, This is a show we do when people ask us to get reviewed. So it's it's one of those things where at, at this, at, when we're done with uh, Mel and Dom here, uh, there's nobody in line. So uh, go on over to uh, podcastreviewshow.com slash review me and get in line. But tonight we are blessed to have Mel and Dom from beerwithanengineer.com.au. Folks, how you doing? Hi. Hey, guys. Really doing good. Well. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thanks for, Thanks being, for being here. What uh, what inspired you to do? Uh, how did you get the two together? Well, I guess we know why you chose beer. That's not a, that's not a hard. <laughs> it's a bit of a light down, yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. How do, what inspired the Beer with the Engineer show? Dom inspired it. So around this time last year, actually, in June last year, I discovered podcasts. And three weeks later, I created Be With an Engineer. Uh, and it was all around Dom's an engineer. I am not. And he was, after having known Dom for over a decade, he's constantly been talking about the engineering community and the problems that they have. And he just, he just felt really frustrated. And so I created be with it. Well, I created the podcast to just let him express himself and to discover other areas of engineering and for the general society to learn about what engineers do and who they are. Dom came up with the name. He's the name genius out of, out of us. The rest has been history actually. Mel, when you said that you uh, you discovered podcasts, you just realized how to record one or you just stumbled upon them and started listening to them? How did that come about? We had a little side hustle and I started doing a, a business course for mums. Uh, it was called Business School for Mums. <laughs> and <laughs> Great name. <laughs> that's yeah. right. It's very on spot. And they actually started a podcast the business school for mums and being a member of the the course, I thought I'll listen to it. And I was blown away. I kind of discovered podcasts. I've got an iPhone, so it was really easy. Just use the app and boom, it goes. But it opened up a whole new world for me. It's just, uh, yeah, just amazing. So that got my wheels running in that way and just went from there. Do you remember the, uh, the first show you listened to? Yeah, it was one of the the business school for mums. I think it was oh. their first episode. There you go. That was definitely the first one. Yeah, before that, I'd never really I'd heard about podcasts, but I'd never really they weren't they're not. I'm going to say they're not big in Australia, and and I know true. I know the reason yeah. why. I I because I, I have some friends in Australia. You guys still have good radio, Eric. If you could blug your ears for a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it, in the states, in some cases, it's just. Uh, I know at night here in Ohio, Siri is the DJ, and it's oh, and she's yeah. she's playing. That radio is painful in the United States. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and she comes on. It's like Eddie Money, two tickets to paradise, and then it's ACDC, you shook me all night long, and then five minutes of commercials. It's the same <laughs> songs you've heard, but and so I've I have friends that say. Um, that your radio is actually still really good. I, I was talking with uh, James Cridlin, who does podnews.net and he's from Australia and he said, yeah, he goes, actually the radio over here is, is like measurably more well, better. If there's more, yeah. better and that was making- the second, that was the second episode that I, wa- I listened to actually on podcasts was one of the radio shows I was really getting into the morning radios. I would catch the first half hour on my commute to work and I would miss the rest. And so I thought, Oh, they've got a podcast. I'll listen to their podcast as well. And yeah, it's just, it just, just went from there. Yeah. Cause I think that's why, even I know with Spotify, I'll try and listen to it during the day, but you miss the talking. So I actually miss sort of having those, the, um, the music being broken up by someone kind of having a chat and talking about whatever or inter- getting people to call in and, and speak as well. So yeah, it did, it makes it a lot harder to kind of get podcasts up, I suppose, because yeah. of that. Mm. Do, uh, do engineers get a chance to talk much about their, like, do you guys get to meet up at all at any place to kind of chat? Um, we do. There's, um, the Institute of Engineers has a lot of networking and social events that sort of, um, you mean Engineers Australia? Oh, sorry, Engineers Australia. Yeah, <laughs> I was showing my age. Um, Engineers Australia have, um, networking events and, um, those sorts of things. Most of it tends to be based around marketing or um, networking. And I think the biggest problem and part of the reason why we sort of went down this path with engineers was you tend to do one job and then the next job and then the next job. And so there's such a quick follow on with jobs that it's almost as though you don't get time to take a step back and sort of go, oh, okay, I did that. That was, that's great. Look, I really enjoyed that job and, you know, it was pretty cool what we've achieved. Um, so part of the podcast is that it actually gives, um, the people that we speak to, the ability to sort of stop and say and think about all the jobs that they've done in their career and mm. um, and actually marvel at some of the jobs that they've done they haven't really had time to think about. I mean, we've talked to people who have built the the uh, bridges in Australia, the the tunnel in the UK. Uh, there's a bridge in Canada. We've spoken to one of the built the engineers there. So the, these guys are, and I mean that girls and guys are just making amazing things, and nobody talks about them anymore. Dom, what uh, branch of engineering are you in? I'm building services. So um, I've got a mechanical degree, but I tend okay. to do um, things like fire services and and um, hydraulic services, so plumbing systems and fire systems. Eric, I okay, I've been stalking you a little bit, Eric, as well. I discovered yeah. Dave and now I've discovered you. Eric wanted to do engineering but didn't have the maths, so went into architecture and oh, then went right. into radio. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, debating between engineering and architecture, and I love the 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 more creative side of architecture. So I got a degree in architecture, but then found a career in radio and stayed there instead. So we're a handful of episodes into it. Uh, looking on your website, how long have you been publishing the podcast? So we have our first birthday on the twentieth of July. Uh, so one year will be the twentieth of July. Our actual birthday party we're having is the nineteenth of July. Celebrate. Is that like a little meetup for the listeners? It's not little. It's uh, we've <laughs> <laughs> we've collaborated with Young Engineers Australia Sydney and oh, wow. also Sydney Uni, who I kind of work for, and uh, Engineers Australia are helping as well. And we've booked out a place called the Seymour Centre, one of their uh, theatres, 
in there so we can have over 100 people so they can come live and we're going to do a live feed so people such as yourselves uh, who are in different locations and Sydney's a bit of a commute for you can dial in and listen and watch uh, and we've got a panel of humanitarian engineers who are going to be talking about how engineering saves the world. And beer for so, everyone. Beer for everyone. Open bar. Well, not no, bar. No, 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 no. The bar will be Still open. Your bar. open. Not an open bar. Yeah. The bar will be open, but it won't be, uh, we won't be putting a tab down. But, um, yeah, so we've been doing it for a year. Fantastic. Good deal. In fact, uh, they mentioned it. We'll go ahead and play the beginning of the show. This is like the little over two minutes, and you actually explain this, this little birthday party coming right up. Yeah. Hi. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about our first birthday celebration. On Friday, the 19th of July, we won't be releasing our usual podcast. Instead, we are holding our first birthday party, and you can join us. Don't worry, we will be giving our interstate and international friends an option to join, but if you're in Sydney, tickets are going to be really limited, so be sure to get in quick. Stay tuned and keep an eye on our website or social media channels to find out more information. For now, please enjoy today's episode. Hi, welcome to episode 47 of Beer with an Engineer. You're listening to Mel and I'm one of your hosts at this independent little podcast. Dom is my partner in crime and our resident engineer who can speak to us from the trenches. You'll be hearing from him in just a second as he introduces our guests. But before that, I wanted to remind you of why you're here and listening to us today. We are on a mission to shine a light and share a beer with the incredible heroes that are society's engineers. Without much further ado, I'll hand you over to Dom to introduce you to today's guest. Let's get cracking. So joining us is Rob Bell. Rob has a master's degree in mechanical engineering with French at the University of Bath, completing his dissertation at the University in Lyon, France. After finishing his degree, he worked at the Energy Savings Trust. After that, his engineering career started to forge a different path. Now, most of you will know Rob not for his engineering, but for his work as a television presenter. Rob has been the presenter on programs such as Engineering Giants, Britain's Greatest Bridges, Brunel, The Man Who Built Britain, and Great British Royal Ships, to name a few of his extensive range of engineering documentaries. His in-depth knowledge on all things engineering and a deep-rooted passion for adventure have led Rob to a life not many engineers would dream of. And while his life is far from the calculations of a standard engineering office, he actively champions he actively champions STEM subjects and is passionate about promoting them to school kids. He's currently working as a freelance broadcaster, presenter, writer, and producer for Rob Bell Creations and is the founder of Bellboy Production Limited. So hopefully we can get some presenting tips as part of this podcast. Thanks for joining us, Rob. Hi, Rob. Good morning, afternoon. I don't know what it is, but I've got a beer and that's cool. <laughs> you got a beer. Good afternoon. I love your commitment to the beer with an engine. <laughs> I love it too. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so that's where that uh, cuts off. And for me, I I love anytime I can walk around the house singing somebody's logo. I always feel like somebody did something good. I'm like in the shower, like beer with an engine. I'm like, all right. So that's I know he did a great job. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was, and I love the the line about uh, here to explain the the heroes and and just the fact that I kind of knew what we're getting in and kind of the. Why? What is this podcast about? Kind of thing. I thought that was good. 
the only and I love the beer clinking. I thought that was just it, to me just added a little personality to it. Eric, what did you think? I thought when when we went to the intro, it was obvious to me that you were reading it, and it didn't seem to have the same kind of I don't know what were your thoughts, Eric, on your opening on the opening. Yeah, I thought the open was nice and clear. You know, I. Th- we're on a mission to shine a light and share a beer with some incredible heroes that are today's engineers. I thought it kind of, you know, told us exactly what we're going to get. It did feel a little stiff, but uh, it was clear and it told me what the show's all about. I would have liked to have seen a little more what's in it for me. Like, what do I get out of the show? Am I, is it inspiration? Is it, um, you know, help with my career? Something like that. Just kind of tie me into the introduction of the show. The little part at the beginning, the before we get started part with the party, uh, there a lot of uh, a lot of shows do that sort of thing, and it's just a personal preference of mine. But I always feel uncomfortable with that sort of thing because to me it feels like an ask before we've offered any value in the show. Uh, yeah, especially if I, I'm a brand new listener, I have no idea who you are, and you're like, "Hey, come to our party," and I'm like, uh, "I don't even know you." So not yet. Sure. Not yet. I don't, I don't <laughs> usually do that. Um, yeah. I have to admit. And I actually, I've, I've stole it from, I listened to how I built this from NPR. Yep. Uh, so I, I know he does that occasionally. I thought, oh, that's a good way of. And a lot of, a there, lot of podcasters do a lot. Of, you know, I've heard Pat Flynn do it. I've heard so many people do it. And that's why I say it's just mm. a personal preference of mine. It's not something that's right or wrong. But to me, it's like, hey, before I give you the good stuff, I want to give you the pitch kind of thing. You know, a lot of people, a lot of podcasters do it for a lot of various reasons. And, you know, there will be times when podcasters will put a little clip of the of the uh, interview before the intro of the show because they've heard so many other people do it. And, And I say, okay, why did you do that? And they don't really have an answer of why they put that little clip there. You know, I, other people do it. <laughs> you know, I actually I, used to do that as well. Yeah, but I, it, I, I was like, I don't like listening to it from other podcasts, so I cut it. Yeah, it, it's an art in order to do it well because it has to be, uh, it has to be long enough to tease me to what's coming up in the episode, but short enough that it doesn't make me confused and waste my time and make me go, "What the heck are we talking about here?" To put that little clip of the interview up front, you have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it and how to do it. It's not something you just do because everybody else is doing it. And that's not what you've done here. You're you're um, promoting an event coming up with your with your one year anniversary. I understand why you did it. I'm not saying it's not it's it's wrong. What I'm saying is that I'm I'm just not a big fan of it personally. That's not a, there's not a right or wrong thing there. Yeah. But um, with regard to Dave and the beer clinks, I, I, throughout the whole show, I love those sort of sound effects that you've added in there. There weren't too many of them, but you added in a few and they were very well placed right where they should have been. And uh, it really tied the whole thing together. Thanks. Yeah. The, um, the thing that uh, – did you guys do any kind of pre-interview with this guy, or how did he end up on your show? Uh, I saw him on TV, so I stalked him. Uh, uh, <laughs> nothing internet, nothing light stalking, nothing too serious. Uh, but he is he's quite popular in the UK like ah. uh, in that respect. So I had to go through his production. His uh, agent sent it forward to him, and he got back to us and all that stuff. So, And he had listened to a few episodes, so he knew what he was getting into. 
but we tend to do a pre-interview, like just before we press record or before we get started, we spend maybe 10, 15 minutes talking to them and kind of getting them settled. Dave was, uh, Rob was actually really quite good because he'd been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, but we did have a mic change with him halfway through as well. So it's It was hard from when we first started the series. Um, I had a tendency to to chat to the engineers and by the time we got um, to the actual recording of the podcast, I'd used up all the A material. Like we'd been having a great chat <laughs> and then everything after that just seemed really, really laboured and hard. And, um, it was almost as though you're asking them the same questions because all the good stuff had already come out. That, so that, it's sort of that balancing act between, you know, just getting to know who they are but not getting too much out of them. That is yeah. kind of a, a skill. I've, I've been on pre-interviews before and they'll go, okay, well, can you – can you explain about, I don't know, how to make money with your podcast? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the best way to do it. They're like, no, no, we just need to know if you can talk about it. Like, save it for the show. <laughs> and then we, we want to talk about, you know, the biggest mistakes you see in podcasting. And I'll be like, oh, that's easy. And they're like, no, no, we just, we're just letting you know where we're going to go. Don't, because you're right. Because then it's like, you kind of feel weird and you're like, you know, tell me about the time when you did something. And in your head, you're like, yeah. you know, the story you just did three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Because the reason I say that is his resume is very impressive. And and this, again, is just my personal opinion. I love it when somebody goes off the resume. Like if I let, – let's say I, I'm going to do a fake resume for, for Eric. I could say, you know, Eric started off on a little AM station. Uh, you know, he was there from uh, – you know, 81 to 83. And then he went to, uh, you know, Nebraska U where he did seven years as this. And then he was the program. It's a really impressive resume, but what really is going to tie my audience is and go, and he's here today because he is the master of helping you in make engaging content. Like, okay, I understand his resume, but like, why did I ask him on the show where you guys, I think did a decent job of that. You explained it and he's on the telly and he's good to go. It just, to me, I I'd have to go back and listen to, the intro, I don't know, because it's in his it's in his resume. I don't know. To me, it just seemed I was yeah. kind of like I always want to ask the host, like, okay, I understand he's a great, but like, why why did you choose him to come on? But and this is probably I think the curse of unknowledge, I guess in this case, because I'm assuming everybody in Australia is like, well, of course they asked him. He's he's the guy on the TV. <laughs> we're here, and we're like, I don't, okay, so um, and that's just again, that's just the thing I do. I always try to. I, I, the resume is always great, but I always try to tie in like, and here's why I'm excited that this person is here to, you know, to kind of get people to stick around. It's like, hey, you know, later we're going to talk about this or that or something to, to get them to, to tie it yeah, in. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I really dislike the tell me a little bit about yourself question mm-hmm. that so many people start with is because when you do that, your guests will usually run down that resume and they have no idea which part of the resume your audience needs to know, but you do. Like, you know what your audience loves and you know why this guy's on the show and what he's going to deliver for your audience. And so that's kind of, yeah, he's on the tele, you know, he's been on television for 18 years. You know, he's got a degree in mechanical engineering, but, you know, we're going to talk to you today about how to make that transition and how engineers can work in any walk of life, not just, you know, electric companies and bridge building. Then, you know, pare it down and, and, and that's what we go back to the what's in it for me part. You know, why, what is, what does this guy have to do with, with me and how can, how can I relate to it? The other thing I would have loved to have heard in your intro is your superpowers. You know, the fact that, that Dom is an engineer, 
uh, or that Mel, you've been a project manager and, you know, you kind of know the business, you know, the industry, you know, and you know what these guys are going through day in and day out and, and you're going to get the best out of them. So maybe just a little bit of your superpower tied into that intro would kind of uh, help build your authority a little bit. And I, no, I really like that point because it's one, oddly enough, uh, Dave, when you said, it sounds like you're reading it. Every time I do it, Mel goes, it sounds like you're reading it, Dom. You need to do something about it. But by, by taking it away from being just a, a CV, it makes it a lot easier for me as well to be able to then go uh, make it a little bit more um, less, less scripted. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because that's been the hardest part for me. It's like, well, but if we're, we're going to do it in this format, I kind of need to read it because there's yeah. so much stuff. Well, of- and one the one thing um, I've learned over the years to make it sound like you're not reading it, but you're still hitting all the important parts is script it out like you would say it and then go back and highlight the parts in the script that you want to make sure you hit and then just have the script next to you as you introduce the guest and refer back to your script and just look at the highlighted parts and read the highlighted parts rather than the full sentences. Like if you're going to read, if uh, Dave's been in podcasting since 2005, I may just highlight since 2005. You know, Dave has 127 different podcasts. I may just highlight 127 podcasts. And then that way with the script next to me, I'm just hitting the bullet points that I need to hit. But because I've scripted it out, my subconscious mind already knows what the script looks like. And I don't have to read it word for word. I can just hit the important parts. Okay. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that's it. And and Eric had already hit on the, the one thing. I actually don't have a clip of that, but your first question was, tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I know. I know. Actually, I have, I've been listening to you guys and that came up recently. So, uh, all our current episodes that are going to be released in the next week or two actually have, I've gotten rid of that question entirely and well, just jumped straight into, sorry, I just jumped straight into why are you an engineer sort of thing. Well, what was great is about 10 minutes in, you actually asked a really good first question. You would actually ask, <laughs> how did you get into engineering? Yeah. And so that's where I've started it now. Yeah. And so, um, and now I will play that answer. I enjoyed learning how stuff worked. I enjoyed watching things being taken apart, latterly taking stuff apart myself, sometimes not being able to put it back together again. <laughs> but um, that was part I took apart the Hoover ones because I wanted to see what was inside and I couldn't get it back together. Oh, no. <laughs> how did that go down with the family? Mum wasn't best pleased. Mum wasn't best pleased. But she was easily able to put it back together. <laughs> and what I, what I loved about that is it's a great opening question. We're here to talk about engineers. And it leads to the story. Did he say the Hooper? Hoover. 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 It's okay. a vacuum. Okay, that's what it's I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, uh, so I thought, I was like, wow, that would have been a great first question because it, it led to a story. Um, and oh, and uh, Dom, you had asked him about some sort of marathon thing he did. I actually have mm. a quick clip of that. Yes. It was in 2015, January 2015, we did that. Okay. Wow. Four years ago. Still can't. <laughs> I can't. I don't even think I'd fin- be able to finish one, let alone back up for seven. Seven strike. That's amazing. It was interesting that he did that. I, I, Eric, what did you think when you heard that? Because I was kind of like, we went there and then we didn't. We didn't go there. Kind um, of like we're like, oh, what is it? And uh, and anyway, Eric, what did you think? 
the first thing I thought when we just listened to it again is you talked about seven marathons and he said it was good fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. But um, that's so wrong. (laughs) It is very wrong. Um, But he, you know, you said you did seven marathons in seven days and then he corrects you and he goes, no, I did seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. And I would have loved throughout this whole um, episode, if I could give you any piece of advice is to get him to tell more stories because Mm. he touches like he starts going down the marathon story, but we don't get him to tell us why it came about, how he decided to do seven continents. How did he possibly get to seven continents? Like, tell me a story about it. We start talking a little bit about the Hoover, about how he takes it apart and his mom's the one that has to put it back together. But we don't, we don't go all the way there. And to me, it feels like there were a few opportunities throughout the episode where you could have had him tell a story about it. Um, and we just didn't go there. He tells it. He tells about um, all of the things he's he's covered uh, being on the television and doing this documentary. And he says, you know, I was even there in Australia and I covered the something or another. And I thought, cool. How did he end up going from England to Australia to cover that? And we didn't get we didn't follow that path. And he talks about being on top of bridges. And I'm like, what in the heck makes you want to climb to the top of a bridge? And, and <laughs> there were just little things like that, like had we had we listened to his answer and and had stories at the top of our mind we really could have gone down some really cool cool paths like he told a great story about how he goes into grade schools and he talks about the cricket player and he talks about you know he dresses the kids up right he said i put them in my boots and they go clomping around and they're falling all over each other and he tells a great story right there and i that's what i would like to see more of in your episodes because people have that um, preconceived notion that engineers are just stiff and they don't like to have fun and they don't do cool things. And here's a guy talking about roller coasters and, and talking to grade school kids and going to top of bridges and traveling the world. And, and it's just a great opportunity for him to do more of that storytelling that you got him to do there with the grade schools and a little bit with the Hoover uh, but there were so many other opportunities. I thought if if there's one way to make your podcast stronger than it already is, it, it's to engage with that storytelling. Yeah, because I, I really loved the spot. You kind of brought this up. Here's a, a clip of him talking about some of the challenges of, of being an engineer. Engineers have got a bit of a bad rap for not being able to communicate what they do very well or very clearly. And I do see that sometimes and you have to kind of work around it. And sometimes things are heavily edited because there's a lot of technicality that an engineer wants to portray and it wants to be precise and it wants to be detailed. TV doesn't want that. TV wants something really sure, as I'm sure with with with, wow, with podcasts is a little different because you've got a bit more time to, to play and at least but on, on telly, there's that you want stuff really succinct, really clear for the layman who, who might not understand. So that, that, that does take a bit of work sometimes and it is a massive challenge. But that, that'll be fun exploring that with a with a room full of new engineers. Yeah, definitely. So when I heard that, I was like, I, I'm picturing all the engineers in their cars going, yes, that exactly what that guy said. Because, you know, we, we all have every whatever job you're in has, you know, podcasters are supposed to be these nerdy guys in their basement who live with their mom and, you know, whatever. You always have these stereotypes that you have to battle. 
And, you know, there's usually a hint of truth maybe to some of it. But on the other hand, there's a lot of it that's usually completely blown out of proportion. And the other thing I loved about somewhere similar in this area of the the podcast is I just loved his passion. When you get people uh, talking about stuff they love, you start to hear the the passion in their voice. Very passionate about getting more females into engineering. These are incredible people who are changing our world and making our lives easier and better all the time. And they're all pretty humble about it. Uh, like, yeah, it's just my job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but look what you've done. Yeah. It's amazing. Look what you've built. This is incredible. Just great, great people. And that, uh, that is also what I feel incredibly privileged with the, the job I have is to, is to meet all these people and spend time with them. So that again, for me, as somebody who's not an engineer, that's kind of going like, what are we, what are we going to get into here? I, that to me started to kind of like, okay, now I get it. And we're starting to not just talk. We're not going to talk like you. What was the math you were talking about earlier, Eric? The <laughs> differential equations. Yeah, we're not going to talk differential e- equations. It's more about. Thank goodness. The, yeah. Um, so I, I really like that part. And then he made another great point here. Uh, there's another quick clip. Learned a lot from that. You know, I mean, engineers, you come out from an engineering degree and you're pretty much good for anything. You yeah. can You can turn your hands to any kind of project management. It's problem solving, isn't it? It's problem solving and analytics um, and coming up with appropriate solutions. That's, that's basically what it is. And, and I've found through many of my student colleagues that they can apply what they've learned and their skills to pretty much anything. And that was just going to be one of my questions. Who do you see as your, your target audience? Because I could see like somebody, in fact, you ask a great question at the end, what's your advice for people thinking about getting into engineers. Is that kind of maybe one of the themes of the show is somebody thinking about getting into engineering, you can kind of hear people talk about it or who's your target audience? It has evolved a lot since day one, episode one. Initially the target audience was all of society to understand who engineers are, what they do. It has evolved. And that's why that question's now in there in that, I want to encourage students into engineering uh, and admittedly I, we are going through a rebrand activity at the moment, which is another reason why we're getting the, the show reviewed uh, and we're going to change it to engineering heroes because beer can't be put in front of students. So mm. a big target audience that I hope to move into is that uh, student environment, uh, the teachers, the university students who are maybe in the thick of their engineering courses, that's very much a target audience that I'd like to move into. But I also want to hit the people that are curious about who engineers are. They might go, they might meet somebody and go, what the heck is an engineer? And they'll stumble across my podcast and discover the range of engineers out there. So it's... It is very broad, I have to admit. That's one of my things I struggle with is who is my target audience because I want it to be everyone. Mm. You'll find uh, that if you target, like let's say you're going to target uh, students who have decided to pursue a career in engineering. So they're just starting their schooling. They're just trying to figure out the way. They're trying to decide if they want to be a mechanical engineer or a civil engineer or a chemical engineer, or whatever, whatever path they want to follow. And um, so you're trying to help them discover these heroes within engineering to inspire them on their 
their career path. If that's the person that you want to target and you create your content for that individual, you will find that you create stronger content because you're now framing your questions and you're framing your content for that particular individual. However, you're still going to attract those people who just have an interest in engineering, maybe like me, who uh, considered engineering at one time. Engineering fascinates me. It's just not something I decided to pursue. I decided to pursue broadcasting instead. But I would still be, um, I would still be attracted to your show because I have an interest in engineering and I want to learn more about them. So even though your ideal listener isn't me, it's that beginning student, your, your content becomes so much more focused and powerful that it, it even benefits me more than it would by trying to take a general approach. Okay. So thinking of niching down a bit further. Yeah. And I don't know that you necessarily need to niche down further. You could still talk to the same people. But let's say that your ideal audience member is a 20-year-old male who is entering his second year at university and he's studying to be a civil engineer because he wants to go into uh, large construction in bridge manufacturing and road work. You know, that's your guy. That's who you're target talking to. So when you're talking to people like Rob or things like that, you can frame your question by thinking in your head, okay, what would my, what let's name him Mike. What would Mike want to know? What would Mike want to ask Rob? If he was sitting here right with us, you know, he's, he's going into his second year at university. What would he want to know from this guy? What would he ask him? And then that helps you shape your questions in your interview. Yeah. I think I have been struggling because I, I've, got a very broad target that I want to cover everything. And that's relates back to what you were saying before is like, there were so many stories that come came up, but because I wanted to get through so much, I kind of had to park it and move on to the next side. So uh, that might actually come out a lot more if I can focus in a bit. So if you have Mike in mind, he's my 20 year old university student and you're talking to Rob and Rob mentions the fact that, he could become a roller coaster engineer, you know, and you have Rob in mind, Rob's going to go, I want, how do I get that job? Right. And so that's going to help you. It's going to help you go down that path and talk to Rob. Like how does one become a roller coaster designer? Like what kind of degree do I need for that one? Mm. Okay. You know, what's the job I get before I have, before I become roller coaster designer? Like I don't go from graduation to roller coaster. I, think Don wants to know that. Yeah, I, need, I need to know. I want to know. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So it just helps us frame our questions. Yeah. Cause he had some interesting, he had the thing about the roller coaster. Then he was talking about how French brains. Wait, I, mm. I, have, to, I have to play I'm this. Clip. Yeah, yeah, French, French, French yeah. brain in, in math. And when you first asked him, like, how did he learn French or whatever? And I'm like, wait, what, why are we going here? And then he went into this whole other thing about, how they just approach it completely different. I was like, Oh, that was pretty cool. And then I thought a really good, this is, uh, I just have in my notes here, great follow-up question. And this is where you're talking about mentorship. Broadcasting sounds like a good place to be. So I tried that. Where did you get help from? I engaged the services of a career counselor. Okay. That is Which I could not afford at the time. (laughs) Again, my girlfriend 
at the time, I should add, said, look, just get a credit card out, get an interest-free credit card for a year and pay it off on that as you go. I was like, okay. And I did it. And it's not like you sit in a room and they look at you and go, ah, you should be this. You know, it all comes from within and you do, you put a lot of time, I put a lot of time and effort, I took it very, very seriously into really thinking about it. There's lots of exercises they get you to do and, and, and maybe just get out from you in a different way, the, the information and your feelings about certain activities and certain jobs in there. And so you then piece it all together and you go, oh yeah, broadcasting sounds like it could be really good. Okay. Big gulp. Yeah. Let's do it. So I thought that was a great story. The fact that he was like, you know, how you're, he, first of all, he, I forget the beginning of that story, but he said, this is a good place to be. And then you're like, well, who, who got you to that point? I was like, there you go. That's a good question. That was and, a great question. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just thought that was great. And it proves that you're listening as opposed to, you know, he gets done with a question and you go, great. Tell me about your next <laughs> aha moment. You know, so it was more of a conversation than, than an interrogation. I see what you mean. Cause this guy does have quite the, the background. Uh, an, another, I thought great clip is when um, I just have here flipping job decisions. Look at what you love doing. Look at where, where your interests are and maybe where your skills are, but don't be limited by your current skills because you can always skill up. What do you love doing? Then start looking at what jobs and what roles um, you could apply that to. And I think that's a fundamental change. And I don't know how easy it is, but it doesn't, I don't know how easy it is to affect that, but it doesn't feel like it's, it's not rocket science to change something I, like that. I yeah. love where you've just taken us. Yeah. So, and, and that's, the great thing is that you, one thing you did good when he does get into these answers that sometimes went on, I had one, I think it was the flipping job decisions before that I was going to make a clip, but he, he just kept going. And I was like, you know what, but you did a really good job of not interrupting because some mm -hmm. people, when somebody's in the middle of a story, they want to just jump in. I'm like, no, just let them go. And, you know, don't interrupt the story and the flow and things like that. So I thought you did a, a good job on, on that as well. There, there's a great example. There's probably three of them in here, Mel, that, that shows that you're really listening to the conversation because you'll say things like um, he'll finish an answer. And then you'll say, well, going back to what Dom was saying, and then you'll tie what he said earlier into the answer that Rob just gave right there. And you do a nice job kind of tying the conversation together as we're going along and making reference back to, earlier pieces of the conversation that that pertain to what we're talking about right now. And you kind of tie it all together with us. And that part that Dave just played right there, that's a perfect example of running it through that filter of your target listener being that person that's entering the field. You know, when you talk to you, you ask Rob who mentored you, or you ask, uh, you ask about the pivot in the career. Now, even me who, isn't the 20 something in college, uh, you know, considering going into engineering, I'm still interested in those questions and those answers, but those answers, those questions are specifically tailored to that 20 year old in, at university studying engineering because he needs to know how do I get mentored? He needs to know, uh, what if I, what if I'm two years in and I don't like this anymore and I want to pivot to something else. Those pertain to his life. So they're, they're much more applicable to that guy than they are to me. But I find them interesting because they, they tell me how Rob shaped his career. So I'm in it more for the biography where, the, where your target listener is in it for the content. Mm. 
And he made some really great, I mean, it really kind of got deep there towards the end, which was kind of interesting because he was talking about how money isn't everything. And uh, he got into, again, some stories about, uh, like we're talking there about how, how you take your skills and figure out, okay, this is what I like to do. Now, what can I do with those skills? It was really, I, I, towards the end, I was like, wow, this is really getting just, not that the, the beginning was bad, but I was like, okay, now we're, we're really getting to some, some deep stuff for that, that engineer. It is interesting because um, every episode is different. So this one is very much targeted to, and his hot topic is around flipping career advice and understanding your true self and associating that with a career as in instead of picking a career and then fitting yourself to that. So he's very targeted to that kind of audience. But there's been somebody else down the track who talks about autonomous vehicles and the infrastructure change that's going to be needed on the road. So by getting such an array of engineers, I feel my target market chops and changes quite a bit. Well, those that then up to us to make sure that we frame it correctly so that we keep you're asking the questions and and doing the right things for to to keep that target market. Mm. Yeah, because if you're talking to that gentleman about automated cars and that sort of thing, and I'm the 20-year-old university student, we could ask him questions like, how do I get into designing those cars? Like, what sort of career fields are available? What are the changes that need to be made in society for autonomous cars? If, if it has to do with roadways, how does it affect those engineers? How do I get into that industry? How do I get in? Mm-hmm. It's more of an inspirational sort of journey that you're taking your target listener on when you're talking to somebody like that. It's like, what could be what hot down the road? What sort of steps do I need to take to get there of all of the stupid classes I take at university, which ones actually are worthwhile and pertain to that sort of career? Like, do I need computer science? Do I need, do I need math? Do I need physics? Do I need chemistry? What is worth my time? Do I do a lot of writing is composition an important piece? Like, Hmm. What's a typical day look like? How do how do you spend your day, and what kind of things do you do on a regular basis that you need to be good at? Okay, yeah, no, I think we can do that. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I have it in my notes, but I don't have a clip. But you, another great question that you ask is, "Who is an engineer you admire?" Because I love those questions at the end. Yeah. Well, you you had that. Uh, what do you say to someone who's just getting into engineering? These are all just great questions that are going to lead to stories. You asked what was the highlight of your career, and I thought that was a yeah. great question. Man, he had he was like, "Oh, there's so many," and I was like, "Good, tell me a story about it." And yeah. he did. He told some. He told. He gave us some nuggets there, which questions like that just get him to. You could just hear him get excited when you would ask him questions like that. Well, that's what we find yeah. with engineers. You kind of you give them a forum and you ask them some questions, and they can just let yeah. loose. Yeah, they are right. very interesting people. Yeah. And it's a great one as well because, as we were saying earlier, uh, you forget about the jobs that you've done. So it's almost it gives it um, it gives the people we're speaking to a a moment to take pause and go, "Oh wow, I did that. That was a that was a really cool job." And then they're really happy to talk to you about it. I love that at the beginning where you run down like I don't know half a dozen shows that he's done. And then uh, you might remember him from this one. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that one. <laughs> like, there were so many of them. Uh, he's, he's making more as well. So, he's, um, yeah, that was a, he was a great one to get on. Yeah, he, I was happy that you got him. You know, you're not even a year into the show and you get a name like that to say, you know, especially a professional broadcaster like that. That's like, oh, yeah, I'll be on the show. You bet. Let's do it. 
It's been incredible great. who we've gotten just from asking, just, yeah. you know, me sending an email. I got the head of the Engineers Australia. We've got the CEO of the Australian Space Agency. I even had um, some engineers from, from NASA on the line ready to go when the legal department decided to say, no, we're not uh, supporting beer. You know? oh, they came back to the beer ah, thing. They came down yeah. the beer thing. So That's happy, that. happy for us to speak to them. It's more of a, so, uh, so it's just asking has turned up so many amazing high-profile people. I think um, engineers are notorious for not speaking, yeah. and um, but when they all seem to want to speak, if you give them an opportunity to, to speak, particularly one-on-one, Mm. Um, then they're more than happy to share their stories as well, which is a bit of a blessing for us with regards to doing this because it has been um, – we have been able to get some fairly high-profile guests from the industry in. But, yeah, um, yeah it's just obviously we need to change yeah. tack a little bit yeah. to make sure that we're not promoting the wrong thing. Yeah, I think that's great for a lot of different communities because you – I have a, a, a met a guy in Utah – and he started a, a show about comic books. And I go, oh, wow. And he goes, yeah, I know. There's 8 million of them. He goes, but my wife told me I'm tired of talking about comic books. Go find somebody else. And, <laughs> and what he does, he said, it's so great to have these people and you can just geek out on comic books. So it's probably the same thing with engineers. It's like, oh, these people speak my language. I can talk about this now. And I don't have to explain everything. And they kind of get me and they, they know the lingo and they know the behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, this is a great place for, for those people to actually have a platform. So the ending of your show, I just clipped the uh, last minute in two seconds, and it sounds like this. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Be With an Engineer podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please go and tell someone, tell some people, lots of people. And if you're feeling particularly generous, it would be awesome to see some reviews on iTunes or even some people going over to our donation page and becoming regular givers. You can always find out who is coming up by signing up to our newsletter. Details are on our website, www.bewithanengineer.com.au. While you're there, you can do heaps of other things like read our rocking show notes, Sign up to be one of our guests if you're an engineer. Just contact us to say, hi, how are we going? Or our donation page is there to be a regular giver and help us promote engineers further. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us tonight. We look forward to you joining us next week when we bring you another interview with one of our engineering champions. That might I, love awesome. <laughs> I love the beer bottles. So we don't drink that much, I swear. Yeah, we did on the first episode. That makes it more fun. Yeah. All right, now that's awesome. Uh, that's that's perfect. What's wrong with that? <laughs> how how many things right there do you think you asked me to do? Oh, I think I think Dave was Based counting. Dave, the, yeah. I think Ten, you got up 11? to eight. Yeah. You run out of fingers, maybe. Yeah, we're, we're up to eleven. Because oh, at I the got, end, you're, got, you're like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm like, that's three. You know. I got I got thirteen. Okay, but, but I counted. Go to our donation page twice because yeah. you mentioned it for early, and then you mentioned. Then you go, let's go back and mention it again. <laughs> uh, but it was tell someone, review us, donation page, newsletter, uh, go to the website for the show notes, be a guest on our show, email us just to say hi, check out our donation page, follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and be sure to come back and join us next week. And what I was, <laughs> what I was waiting for 
is at the end, after giving me all that, I I thought, you know, I'll kind of be okay if you said, again, our website is beerwithanengineer.com.au. Because I was like, at the if you said it at the beginning, I don't remember what it was at this point. And I thought, at least if they come back and tag it again, you know, all that stuff, you can find it one place, beerwithanengineer.com.au. I'm like, okay. And then you didn't. And I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. It's, it, took a, it took a minute and a minute and two seconds to give us all of that. Yeah. That's so, yeah. It's hard to do. I, I myself will. I will, want them to do so much. Well, by the time you've done all those things, the next episode will be out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like I hard to. It's hard to focus. Like just, I can't do one thing. I want them to do so much. So. Yeah, to your point, I might just change that to go check out our website because that has everything. That's got all the links. It's got all the social media. It's got everything. So, yeah. uh, And you might even say that, look, you need to check out our website address here. There's all, all sorts yeah. of things to do. There's our newsletter, donations, everything there. If you want to contact us, it's there. Like for me, I always have uh, com slash contact, and that has my phone number, my email, and all my social stuff. So if I say, if you'd like to get a hold of me or follow me, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. But it, 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 I am a self-professed, I, it's hard to do one call to action because you do want them to do everything. It's Eric is the king of one. He will just say, you know, <laughs> get my free sheets at podcasttalentcoach.com. And I'm like, you just did one. How do you do that? <laughs> I, babe, I love listening to the end of your show when you get into about the third one and you're like, dang it, I'm in the three now. <laughs> like, you catch yourself yes. when you're already down Stop the road. me before I call to action again. Yes. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome to use that example of what I just uh, did um, as, um, yeah. as not what to do, what not to do. Yeah. Here's what not to do. Yeah. 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 And Overall, then, though, I thought the I thought yeah. the conversation of the episode was great. I, it was a very enjoyable discussion. There were a lot of laughs. You have a great mission in getting engineers to tell their stories and to talk and to come out of their shell and to show a different side of engineering. I think if you just get them to to tell a few more stories and actively listen, and when they stop short, ask them a follow up question to get them to go all the way down that road. I think the content will, will get a little stronger for you. But overall, I thought it was great. It was a very enjoyable episode to listen to. It kept me intrigued uh, the whole way along. Yeah. I really thought, I thought, Oh, engineering talk. I'm like, this is just going to, I'm just going to fall asleep here. And it really didn't. And like I said, when he started off there and explained that, you know, you can kind of get into engineering will lead you to, to many doors. I was like, Oh, this is cool. And these guys are, are not represented right. And they often are pigeonholed this way. And I was like, Oh, well now I get where we're going with this. And then, like I say, towards the end, the stories and just the, the guy got super deep and I was like, wow, this is really pretty cool. So uh, I'm with Eric. I, I didn't think there was a, a ton to clean up. Just like I said, maybe lose that. Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, Done. question, but Done. um all in all, not a, you know, and and just uh, like I say, when he was doing uh, stories, I thought he did a great job of staying out of his way. And maybe that was the problem. This guy had so many stories because otherwise it'd be a five hour long yeah, episode. <laughs> so I, I, I do get try to, to keep them under an hour. Yeah. The other th- the other thing I was just going to point out is you start off the show and you're like, hi, this is Mel. And I'm going to talk about our one year anniversary. It's really great. And listen to my voice. It's super crisp, crisp and clear. And then you go to the show and you sound like this. 
And all of a sudden, I'm on the blue snowball, and I'm a good two feet away from the microphone. And you can still hear me, but you got all this room noise where a minute ago I was right in your head. And I know why, because I can see the blue snowball sitting right there. Now, I don't think your audio sounds horrible. You are at times, um, if you look at your sound wave, there are times when you're really quiet. Like when I said, this is a great follow-up question, and you said, who was your mentor? You really had to go, wait, what did she say? Um, and it's just probably get most of the time people getting soft on a podcast is because it's a good thing. It's because they're comfortable. And what do they do when they're comfortable? They sit back in their chair and now they're talking. And now you're, you're, you know, you're getting that space away from the microphone. So I, I didn't think it was horrible audio. It just sounded what what happens is you go from somebody being right in your head to now I'm sitting in the room with you. And it's a for me at least, it's a different experience where before you're talking to me and and now I'm more a fly on the wall. And and neither one is a bad situation. It just sounds a little more um intimate, I guess, uh for me. But um it wasn't. I've I've heard worse. I, I know that's not much of a compliment, but it's. It, it wasn't. <laughs> no, but it's not that bad. I've heard worse. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't distracting. In fact, I actually looked at your. Most of the time, your volume was very even. Like you, I didn't have to turn for the volume knob or anything like that during the uh, the recording. So I thought that was fine. Eric, any thoughts on their audio? There was just a couple of spots where I thought Mel got a little soft. Um, overall, Tom, you were you were right there. You were, yes. you were, you were projecting. Um, Every episode, uh, Mel taps me in, sort of points at the microphone, so I yeah. end up sitting like this and I talking like this yeah. on the microphone. Well, yeah. um, you but, might want to see if you can get a, a stand that, you know, you can kind of pull it over a little closer to you or something. Yeah. Uh, might be your first birthday present. It is. I've actually uh, it, I've priced it out because it is a hobby podcast. Right. Money is an object. Yeah. Um, and I've. The the snowball was the uh, the best cheapest one sure. I could find, but we share it. But it is on the Christmas wish list to get yeah. some setup similar to what you guys have, which is pretty awesome. And then have one each and do it that way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I priced it out to be over a grand. Because the nice thing about ooh yeah, because the nice thing about these is you can use them USB, which sometimes mm. gets a little tricky trying to plug two USB microphones into one computer. But they also work, work if you had a little interface like a Scarlet 2i2 or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, it does start to add up after a while, and it's like, eesh. But I know, $1,000. Good- <laughs> wow, yikes. Yeah, so uh, – but it's not I, shaping the show. No, and I'm going to I'm gonna cross my fingers because I hope this works. I, I tested this earlier, and it was fine. It's really cool. Uh, we are going to – if I click here. Yes, I want to share the screen, and I want to share this one. So in theory, ooh, isn't that fun? Oh, that's a website. Yeah, so beerwithanengineer.com.au. The thing I liked about this was it's just – it matches your artwork. So your brand kind of ties in nicely uh, with the artwork on your your, – you know, in the podcast and everything like that. So I always love that because when you're listening to it on your phone and then you go to the website, for me, it's kind of like, oh, yes, I'm in the right place because this matches what I just saw. Uh, and it just, for me at least, it seemed to just everything is is laid out nice and easy. You've got these menus at the top um, and you can get to the episodes. Uh, when you get to it, I love the fact that you have a download button. So many, that's a pet peeve of mine. 
People just want to keep people on the website here. And your show notes, I thought, were really well laid out. So you kind of see, uh, you know, the different, uh, you know exactly what you're getting into. So I thought that was kind of cool. So if I wasn't sure if I was going to listen to this episode, you've definitely given me more than enough information here to uh, to figure out, oh, yeah, I definitely want to listen to this. Uh, and you've got your your email sign up on the, the right-hand side. Eric, what are your thoughts on uh, on the website? Uh, on the page we're looking at right here on the episode page, I love the um, I love the quotes. It kind of uh, gives me a nice little tease to what the conversation is going to be about. I love the fact that you have them highlighted in green uh, to offset against the uh, the black of the uh, the regular text, so it makes it jump out there. Um, I love the overall look of the website. It looks great on mobile as well as on the desktop. It was real easy to use. Um, I, I thought your, uh, about page, you have a nice little video up there that tells me about you, uh, along with some text. I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, I thought the, uh, engineers, uh, heroes page, uh, was interesting. And it talks about some of the people you've had on shows and what episodes they were in on this particular page, though, I would have liked to have seen. Uh, those link back to the particular episode they those folks were on because it's not every episode, but maybe like episode six, you have that person on it links back to that episode. So I can go listen to it. This page is actually the, uh, a, a bit of a teaser for where we're going. Mm. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like a little spot where I'm going to lead on. Cause I've actually got the engineering heroes.com site as well. And that nice. leads here. Okay. For, Got for, it. Ne- for next month. Yeah. So if you can make those hot links back to the mm, episode, that's a great I thought, idea. Though. I thought that would be great because that will uh, get people more engaged. Um, overall, with the website, I, to me, it feels like you have a lot of tabs up top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them across the top of the page there. Thought maybe you might be able to combine a couple of them. Uh, maybe the about and the contact page. Uh, might be combined into one or something like that. Or uh, maybe the maybe you could have a podcast page that would put be a guest and, and the podcast episodes on one page there just to kind of make it a little less cluttered up top. Combine a couple of those if you could. Um, as I, I look at the episode page, though, and I wasn't really sure how to subscribe. I didn't see an obvious link on that's the one the thing page or the episode page. Yeah, that's, oh, you can subscribe to the uh, the feed. Yeah, if you yeah, go, yeah. if you go to an episode, you have a link on the player uh, for Apple Podcasts, and you're using Wushka. There are places in Wushka where you can put a link to Stitcher and a Google Podcast, and uh, you don't want to leave out the Android people. If you go to the welcome page, yeah. no, Dom's Android. He's always got me thinking about <laughs> yeah. Android. Um, and um, fair point. Scroll down a smidge. Just it's just under the fold. Uh, under that bit. Oh, okay, under that bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we found the problem. Yeah. Okay. I would. I yeah. would put these. Move that up. <laughs> yeah. I, I. I like a subscribe page. You know, maybe move because there's only one article. Maybe move the article. Yeah. Under episodes, and then or just in the episode itself have links to if nothing else apple podcast google podcasts and and then you know maybe have a page somewhere that says more options 
Um, Maybe you have a, a podcast tab, and then under the podcast is a it's a drop down menu, and, yeah. and it offers episodes, uh, articles, yeah. subscribe, and be a guest on the show. Okay, because okay. I think the be a guest on the show page uh, looks okay. great. It's not, it's got a nice form on it to fill out to be a, a guest on the show. All of the the legal release and all of the good stuffs on the page looks great. It's just, does it really need its own individual tab? How many people that come to your website are going to come to this page? Does it really need its own own tab or can it be a, a sub tab on a pull down menu? That's an interesting point. That's a good point. Uh, I do get quite a few engineers contacting me through this. Oh, that's yep. good. Uh, and uh, yeah, but uh, you're right. I, I get more people through the, uh, this page and I do in the get uh, contact us page. <laughs> well, I was going to throw this by Eric for me. I know it says get in touch. I almost always label this contact, contact. mainly because people are used to seeing it say contact. And it, it's, I, I thought about that. I'm like, well, get in touch is like, do we have to point out that get in touch is contact? But uh, to me, I think they're fine. I, Eric, what were your thoughts? I, I'm like, now we're really splitting hairs, but yeah, <laughs> I don't really have a problem with yeah, getting in touch. I think people know what it means. And maybe be a guest on the show goes under that tab. Yeah. You know, maybe when you click uh, get in touch yeah. with us, it's like, do you want to email us? Do you, do you love us? Or do you just want to be on the show? Like pick one. Mm. So it could, it could be under that tab too. Yeah. But uh, that was the, my, my biggest note was where are these subscribe buttons? Cause it's, they're not hard or they're not easy to find. Cause even, even finding a player, if I go to all episodes, um, I think if I remember it, I'm three clicks in. So there's one click and maybe just two. Yeah. So there's two clicks. So that's not that bad. But, and then it's just a little button here. Like you said, there's the one under the welcome page, but I don't, I didn't even yeah. know that was there. I just, I, I kind of went to the front page and was like, Oh cool. And then, Scrolled down and, and saw some stuff. I was like, oh, and, and I didn't even, I saw the episodes. I actually, that's the first time I've seen this. I never scrolled down this far. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, here's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I actually scrolled all the way to the bottom to that, those six pictures there and went right past the subscribe thing and didn't even yeah. <laughs> realize I passed it up. So okay. just a way to make that stick out a little bit more easier. You know, I'm just looking at the the top of the headers and trying to, to declutter it a little bit. There's a famous study out that was done with jellies and uh, they were selling jellies at a farmer's market and they wanted to see how choice played into, to uh, decision-making and how many jellies they would sell. And they, they had like, I don't know, a couple dozen varieties of jelly out on the table to see how many, uh, how much they could sell. And they tallied it all up. And then like the next time around, they only had like four or six types of jelly to see how many they would sell. And they found that fewer choices made more sales because people, when they had too many options, they were afraid of making the wrong decision. So they chose to make no decision. And when there were fewer options, they had more confidence in their decision and therefore made one of the decisions. And so it's just a subconscious thing when you have seven or eight options up top. It's like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Where do I go? If I only have four or five, but each one might have four or five in it, there there might be more options, but it looks like fewer and it makes it easier for me to have confidence in my decision. Okay, very cool. Thanks for that. 
the only other thing, and I, I'm not, I just wanted to get your opinion, Eric, is the, to me, when I looked at the font on the front here, I, I thought early, um, Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it doesn't which, really translate. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm like, it's, you know, I can read it. It's a little choppy. And I was like, oh, but that was my first impression was just like, oh, this looks like, you know, I'm getting ready to play Tecmo Bowl or something like that. From, <laughs> from that. But, uh, do you see the, do you see the font that's, uh, be with an engineer on the phone? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's so what that font, font is. That's the same font. Huh. It hasn't trans. It doesn't translate. Yeah, because the R here is is that, and here the R looks like a a feet. square with feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> so, so but um, <laughs> and Eric, I think you'd said that you you check this out on your phone. And yeah, I thought the phone looked great. You know, my when I pull it up on the phone, it's easy to navigate. The thing I liked most about on the phone was. Um, when I clicked the uh, menu, it's it slides out. So I don't know if you can see this because I can't see me here. Let me, let me go over do here. this. <clears throat> there we go. All right. So here's what it looks like. Let me get down there. Mm-hmm. And when I click the menu right here, it has a nice little pop out hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, and so it takes up the whole screen and it's easy to navigate. Um I loved it. I, I thought it really looked great on the phone. You know, the, the episode page takes up a full page, you know, when you scroll through it yeah. and you get to different podcast episodes. Um, it was, I enjoyed it on the phone. It was real easy for me to navigate. After th- that's where I've put uh, some of the money is to get the a website, a uh, web designer to actually create that. Cause I knew that wasn't my skill. Yeah. He did a great job. Do you tend to get more traction from the phone than from a computer? Seeing as it's a podcast, is it is that yeah. more people are listening to it on their phones than Absolutely. they are? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you look in uh, my Libsyn stats, uh, that Apple Core is that's yeah. big. Yeah, it's it's somewhere around sixty to seventy percent, and it keeps every month or so the mobile stuff goes up and the desktop goes. I think the desktop's down around twenty percent, uh, at uh-huh. least on Apple, uh, and and now that they're going to be renaming um, yeah. Apple iTunes. Uh, nobody knows what's happening on the, the PC side, but they're getting, it'll be interesting. There'll be the Apple podcast app on the Mac, and then they're going to leave clunky iTunes for us lovely PC users. So we'll, we'll see, but I, that may be the reason why there's so many apps. Um, people listening on apps is because iTunes is just horrendous. It's, it's, uh, you, you have to put a gun to my head to get me to use that. And I have I have to use it every day at Libs, and I'm like, oh, please don't make me start that software. <laughs> it's, I always, I'm always waiting for like the lights to dim. It's like, oh wait, it's, it's sucking up the juice from everywhere. But, uh, I think just the fact that your phone updates it automatically, you know, when you yeah. when you have your app open and it updates all the shows you listen to, it just makes it so easy and convenient. I I hate uh, backing up my phone to my computer because then it all all of a sudden starts loading up a whole bunch of podcasts I haven't listened to forever because I, <laughs> yeah. I never opened yeah. iTunes on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. Did you That's have so any, uh, uh, any questions for us as we start to wrap up? Oh man. Um, it very much along the lines of we are transiting into a new, uh, um, kind a of a rebrand. new audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The rebrand, a new audience. We're going to open that all up. 
Is there anything that stands out for you that should go? We've covered a lot of what should stay in things, but I'm just curious to know, like, get rid of that or, yeah, or keep, or, and also because I have to get rid of the beer component, there won't be any more of those fun, uh, you know, can openers, bottle, like those yeah. sound effects that you pointed out. So I'm going to have to actually dig to find something appropriate. But uh, would I should I keep those or and and, or, and change them? Um, and yeah, and what else should go basically? What should I do? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of like what, should I do? what sound effects equals like superhero. You know, I should, oh, yeah. you know, I don't I've know. got a phone booth. Although most people these days would <laughs> never know what a phone booth is. Yeah, that's so. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a great opening. Like the song is pretty good. It doesn't have the words in it anymore, uh, which is unfortunate. But mm. uh, but um, yeah, it's just very Superman. It's a new kind of feel. Yeah, I I, I would have to go to something like Audio Jungle. I think it's .dot net mm. and see if there's any kind of superhero sound effects or you know I don't know mm. what is the but ca- so keep those. Well, that or you, or you could lose them. I mean, it's it's. I mean, they were cute. It, it just added a little personality to it. But mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, to me, the the beer bottle sound effects um, just put me in a perspective that the interview wasn't going to be stuffy. Yeah. It was just some guys sitting around having some beers, chewing the fat, and it wasn't it wasn't going to be this stodgy, nerdy math sort of um podcast or interview it was just going to be guys talking which that's kind of what it 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 gave that atmosphere that it was going to be a loose discussion and that was how it started out and to be honest the first one of the first episodes is a mate of mine that i've known since high school and it literally was there was i don't even know how many beers in we were but we were pretty drunk by the end of it so, um, <laughs> it, and it, it was just to, you know, you have a beer, you relax, which yeah. means the, the stories tend to flow a lot more easily. So, um, yeah, that was a good thing that kind of tied in with it. And that was the whole reason like, with uh, being with an engineer because um, it is something that in Australia, you know, um, tend to share stories over a beer. So, right. um, yeah, that, that was probably something that, that was good that's going to be hard to replicate, mm. I suppose, Um or it's hard, It's going to be hard to um, convey that same feeling as easily by taking that connotation mm. out because, as you said, it's almost as though they're going to have a beer, they're going to drop their defences, they're just going to have a chat. Um, so I don't know how we can come up with something new that will still give that same um, yeah, yeah that, that same feel. Something for future Mel and Dom to worry about. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so that, that was that's my main that was my main aim out of, this uh, mm. process to identify what stays, what goes, what I need to massage. Cause I want the engineering heroes to be, you know, really powerful and really uh, gets picked up a lot more. Yeah. And, and you may be surprised when I talked to uh, Jordan Harbinger, who for a decade did the art of charm, which kind of had this reputation as guys trying like pick up lines and how to pick up women and, things like that. And Jordan was like, look, I don't want to be a 40 year old pickup artist. Uh, and he'd been married and in this and that. And, uh, and when he left that show, he said there were people that, and he just, his new show was just called the Jordan Harbinger show. Cause he's been around for 10 years now. 
And he said it was great. He goes, because people like Dan Rather, who's a famous news guy here, and a couple other people that he wanted to talk to were like, I'm not going on a dating show, you know, but he was trying to, to again, he was in the process of rebranding. And he said that was one of the greatest things about it is people that wouldn't go on the art of charm were happy to go on the Jordan Harbinger show. So you may find that as well, that uh, with without the beer factor. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be knocking on Nessa's door. That's for sure. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> I'd heard that you yeah. did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He puts uh, a reminder to uh, go to, to bed. To go to bed, oh, yes. Okay. That's, that's Alexa <laughs> reminding me that I should probably think. And if I think about it now, I'll probably get there by about 1230. So it's, I'm, it takes, I brush <laughs> I my teeth feeling. a very long time. Uh, so, well, any other questions as we wrap things up? No, no. Just, no, I think that's it. Yeah, just. No, it's some- Great points All that right. we need to work on. Yeah. Eric, Looking forward to our so next much. recording. Yeah, there we go. Well, uh, <laughs> Eric, what's coming up on the uh, Podcast Talent Coach show? Podcast Talent Coach, we are uh, getting back to the basics and talking about the, uh, the solid foundation of building your podcast, starting with that ideal listener. And uh, uh, past couple episodes, we've really been talking about your why and making sure you're doing it for the right reason and, and uh, talking about the things that, are really your passion. So, uh, Dave, you're coming up on episode like 9,000 or something like that. <laughs> six, like, what is it now? Uh, 676, I think, or something like that. But yeah, uh, this week I'm going to answer the almighty question. How do you make money with your podcast? And I'm going to, I'm going to rate them in order. Like do this first, then this, then that, and try to avoid what I'm going to refer to as the podcast welfare. Uh, cause there are some people like you can make money from day one, but uh, since, and of course, you can go over and visit uh, Mel and Dom and anything coming up on you. How long are you going to keep the name? When are you going to do the rebrand? Do you know when that's coming up? 20th of July. I'll flicking, I'm flicking it over. Okay. Um, I've been trying to work out how that logistically looked like. Do I run to RSS feeds or uh, do I keep the website? Yeah, so there's still a few things I need to work out, but uh, it, I'll still always point. I've got the, uh, what is it, 701s or 307s. 301. That's it. Pretty links. I'll have my pretty links working, and uh, it'll always point. Beer with an engineer or engineering heroes will always be together. Awesome. And if you would like to uh, be on the show again, just simply go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. And uh, Mel and Dom have the seat nice and warm for you. And uh, we would be happy to uh, help you fine-tune your show. So, Mel and Dom, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Jeez. Thanks for tuning into our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com changing the world one download at a time.